emoji with the nails. <laughs> Ooh, pretty. Wow. Please note that the middle finger is a nice lavender, and the thumb is this nice magenta. Oh, both hands. Wow. You have nice nails, Kyle. <laughs> The lavender, I think, is a cheaper nail polish than the black. So the lavender is already chipping off. Oh, now you understand the plight. Yeah, this is not the first time I've had my nails done. But done. Okay, done. So what was the first time then? When my now teenage daughter was about six or seven, she also enjoyed painting nails. And I was a victim then. I, it makes my nails feel sticky, though. It's tough. Do they use a top coat? or? I have no Just... idea. Oh, my. <laughs> so is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> supposed to is a very strong word. <laughs> How have you been? I'm getting by. Yeah. How have you been? Same. <laughs> this week was actually not too bad so far. <laughs> I'm serving as London design director while we mm-hmm. search for one. And I told the development director, he asked the same question. Was, how, how have you been? And I said, getting by. And he said, oh, really? Wow, that good? And I was like, that's not... <laughs> I think there was a cultural distance between uh, what getting by means as American versus as mm-hmm. a... So we discussed all the different ways that I could respond as a Londoner. So what's the way? The one way that he suggested was, I don't have any complaints, but if I did, no one would listen. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. I'm not sure anymore. (laughs) Every day is just like blending into each other. (laughs) Um, But it is an interesting dichotomy of, I really don't have anything to complain about right now and like how much of a privilege that is Mm -hmm. at the same time though it is so freaking weird (laughs) um (laughs) that you have a lot to complain about right yeah i do but it's like doesn't even (laughs) matter (laughs) at all you know Mm -hmm. i thought that phrase was was quite apt it was a very good description of what's going on right now yeah for sure so what have you been working on lately all sorts of things I've been in Google Doc land, writing some some things, making comments on other people's things. We are organizing another workshop. This time it's focused around design, which I'll be I'll be leading. And so we're getting some stuff in order for that. Mm-hmm. So helping out on that end. And um, yeah, just a lot of various. I've been writing a lot, which has also been hard to do. Sometimes it, it's hard to write when you are in solitary confinement or maybe that's people time. it helps them <laughs> i don't know i'm not an author so i don't i don't, I don't know <laughs> i actually find that like shifting where i work helps me write best so oh, like yeah i write really well like sitting on a couch or sitting yeah. in like a more relaxed environment but if i try to design in those environments or code in those environments it's just like i'm completely unproductive and it took me a very long time to realize like i cannot sit at my desk and write as well as i can just like sit on a couch and write for whatever reason point i feel that too i had to sit on a couch and do a bunch of writing and that was like the only way i can do it it's just different when you're at a desk it feels more 
academic when you're at your <laughs> desk writing something yeah. and it just puts more pressure in some weird way but yeah i can't i can't do any kind of design work on a couch it just does not work for me either i need like i need to sit and the focus and the structure mm-hmm. and for the writing i i welcome distraction anyway when i'm doing that stuff so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> the couch helps yeah i find that i have more focus for whatever reason, when I'm doing design work, like the the design program like takes up the entire screen and it feels like I'm using a large monitor the right way. But like mm-hmm. if I'm writing, if I'm sitting down and writing and I have this huge monitor and just like this itty bitty text in the middle, I feel like, oh, I'm not using this monitor to the best. I don't know. I, I just <laughs> suddenly like get such like ADD and like jump from like writing to this other thing to this other thing. And uh, for whatever reason, I think the like constrained screen for writing really helps. That reminds me, my setup is not great. And again, I have a high tolerance for stuff like this, but now I'm going on week five and my monitor is such a piece of crap. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's the cord. I haven't experimented yet if it's the cord, like the connection or the monitor itself, but it just starts to flash colors after a while and then it just turns blue. <laughs> so annoying but it's like not annoying enough because it, it works sometimes but not all <laughs> there's really no rhyme or reason to it it's kind of infuriating but yeah i haven't i should really fix that <laughs> yeah we have a lot of colleagues i believe that are, are finding how important the ergonomics of our our workspace at thoughtbot is mm-hmm. um i fall into this this group as well a lot of my work in the early mornings would be like we have a breakfast bar in our kitchen or at the kitchen table and they're just slightly high so that I'm pushing my shoulders up Mm -hmm. and by the middle of the day like my shoulders start to hurt I'm like what is going on and just that like little shift in how I'm sitting will will, like kill my shoulders yeah I feel that too I'm using my trackpad more than I usually do even though I have a mouse but it's just not as comfortable I don't know but again, whatever. And I have like a makeshift standing desk, which is just standing on this cabinet. That's pretty, you know, I think that's what most people are. I just kind of move from cabinet to desk, cabinet, cabinet to, to desk. desk. Yeah. And add cooking books to the cabinet to for more height. <laughs> I think like maybe it's because like subconsciously in my mind, I'm just like, this is temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary. Like don't settle in too hard. Like don't mm-hmm. get used to it. You know, I'm trying, but... <laughs> I don't know. How much longer can one be in denial? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, it's, it's, we're here indefinitely. Have you done anything different on your, are you on any client work at the moment? I'm not. So my days were typically, I mean, one of the things we, we've halted a lot of our hiring and that took up a good chunk leading up to five weeks ago, good chunk of mm-hmm. my time each week. And so I am seeing a lot more available time to to work on other priorities. So I've been working a little more on our website, which I've sort of been the, the lead designer on for a little while. So that's been sort of a nice little distraction. That's nice. Yeah. What in particular are you working on right now? Or is it a smattering of things? It's a smattering. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so... It, <laughs> One of the things I think that you've worked on too is a service page, a new service page for the website and refining the process for other people like yourself to create new service pages. 
So refining the content audit that we ask people to do before uh, writing content for the page, mm-hmm. um, which has defined the process for how we've we've looked at every single page on the ThoughtBot site. Uh, so continuing to refine that, continuing to work on new service pages. The thing that I've been working on the last few days is revamping our case study show pages. So each individual case study page and how that looks redesigning some of the ads that we have on our blog. So the blog gets a good amount of traction, just I think because we've had it around for so long and because we continually contribute to it. And uh, the ads that we had at the bottom of each one of the articles weren't directing people to our consulting services, essentially. Mm -hmm. At the time, they were being directed to Upcase, which we used to make money off of, and now is a free service that we provide for people. So we thought it would be a little more important, especially right now, to, to remind people that we are a consultancy and that we do provide things like code audits, one of the service pages that I just implemented got an ad for it, which is an interface design audit and supporting, you know, remote teams uh, and how, how teams work. So those are, those are all getting up, up, up for approval. So probably, hopefully by the time this is released, they'll be on the blog. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah. I was working on some things too for the website, working on a case study, which is almost through approval. It feels good to just put something out the door. Yeah. Something like concrete like that. One thing I guess we could we could dive into a little more is the uh, content audit. Because I think that has been helpful. I, I know at least one designer has used it on a, a client project as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think it probably deserves a blog post of some sort from, from me and uh, Lindsay it came out of uh, a problem that we were seeing where we were starting to tackle the the design of the site. And we saw a bunch of issues with our thoughtpot.com marketing site and the designers started doing what designers do, which is like reshaping the content that's on the page, giving it new style. And when they were coming back to both me and Lindsay, we are like, this looks really good, but it doesn't achieve the goals that we want to speak to our clients. Mm-hmm. And we realized that we weren't providing enough direction for that. And so we sort of went back to the beginning and said, let's design the content first. And then the visual design should sort of flow out of that. And so the things that we started doing were capturing jobs to be done for each individual page sort of setting assumptions and tests for each individual page too. And then what kind of content that we, we assume will help those pages succeed. And I think that process has been really good. We've had a bunch of new people contribute in, in different ways. And so I'm, I'm starting to see sort of where it breaks down because me and Lindsay had been the, the two people that have been primarily writing those. So I, I guess, do you have any feedback for the content audit we could live feedback session. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I use that for a new service offering that we're kind of hammering out, which is for like a remote, not design thinking necessarily. Yes, design thinking, <laughs> but it's more customer engagement. So I use the content audit to help shape that, which actually I think it would be helpful to have an example 
like have some examples in there to start because for the one that said, you know, what's the purpose of this page? Like write it in a jobs format. I remember just not really like, I know what that means, but I looked it up just to make sure. And I looked up some examples of formats and I was like, I hope this is good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the first one I did, didn't have enough stuff. I just started writing, you know, like who the audience, like who this is for. And then, after some more research, I was able to kind of flush out those statements better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think examples would be good, especially too in terms of metrics. It asks about metrics. And I know that a lot of what we do is kind of just like, well, what do you think? Like, just make a best guess or whatever. But sometimes I don't really know if it's reasonable to say certain metrics. Like, is this is it too me- is this a lot? Is this too little? So just, yeah, examples would be really helpful and just a way to kind of help guide those responses. That makes sense. A lot of those metrics are grounded in what we've seen in the past. I think Tori, our digital marketing manager, does a really good job of supporting us with making sure that those are reasonable, Mm -hmm. digging up based on what our site has done in the past to kind of make those achievable. Yeah, And, and, and like I know that you know, it's not in a vacuum. Like I know that I'll get feedback from a thing and it's okay that if I just kind of pick a stab at it, mm-hmm. people will help guide me. So yeah. I know that, but sometimes I don't know, it's just easier to get started when you have a couple of things to kind of work from. So yeah. Nice. So for the little content pieces, there's a thing called an eyebrow and something <laughs> called a something else. Like what, what, what are the terms you guys use? The eyebrow is, I think I thought the only funny one. Yeah, I was like, what? Okay. I don't know who came up with that, but it's it's a good description of what it is. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, instead of header and subheader, it's like eyebrows and I don't know, something else. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't make that choice. I just liked <laughs> that choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually it's the good. eyebrow is the thing that defines the section. So it's it's more, I guess, short and sweet and to the point. Mm-hmm. And then for those slices, those components, so the eyebrows is an all caps, small type, I guess, title. And then mm-hmm. the title underneath is usually more almost sentency. I think a lot of that was for scannability, but also specifically scannability for screen readers. The eyebrow is actually, I think, a higher header than the title underneath but the title underneath is a lot more wordy. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to make sure that, that if people are using screen reader or any kind of assistive device, they get the intent of the block before getting those sentences. And so that's yeah, that's what the eyebrow is for. Right. I can, I can tell. That'd be good too to, to say Document. that as well. Yeah. To flesh that out in the, uh, in the audit page. A card came out of this in Trello, is, which is like we should have those templatized so that if someone new comes in, they have a good understanding of what content or data that they need to provide for each section. Mm-hmm. So like for the hero section and what their options are for, for content underneath the hero. We don't do a good job of that yet. Yeah, you will. You know, it's all <laughs> part of it. Sometimes even like the smallest blockers can just be like the biggest <laughs> roadblocks ever. Like I know I should pick an, like an image as well for that page. And I just, I'm like, Oh God, how do I even do that? <laughs> yeah. I guess even for those, like for the content on it, we're just looking for a description of the image. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pick a, an image just yet. 
Oh, some right. like instructions like that would probably be very helpful. Yeah, that'd be really helpful. <laughs> Love it. You think that it'll stay in, in Google Docs? I do, just because it's the most collaborative experience that yeah. our marketing non-technical folks can contribute to. Mm-hmm. The CMS that we have, Prismic, which we absolutely love, doesn't have sort of like the same kind of like uh, feedback mechanism that Google Docs does with commenting. It's super nice, especially for those early drafts to go back and forth about suggesting new content or commenting on content, commenting on direction and having a discussion asynchronously, whereas we wouldn't be able to do that in Prismic. Potentially, we could do that in GitHub, but that sort of precludes our marketing team who's one of the main yeah. <laughs> main drivers yeah. Of, yeah. of reviewing the content the main people so yeah i think right now google docs probably makes the most amount of sense mm-hmm. yeah i think one one other thing too i wanted to add about the content audit was that writing out like those job statements and stuff about the audience helped even shape the content, the actual content for the page itself. Mm -hmm. So I found myself when I was kind of grasping for a sentence or two, I was like, oh, wait, I think I already said something like this in the actual description of the page. And it was really helpful to have that there. And it just, it's interesting how like when you set out with your intent of a page, and then Mm -hmm. sometimes when you write the copy for it, it just doesn't really speak to that intent, like like the original intent, because you're just adding flowers (laughs) (laughs) to words and it doesn't really get the point across. So it's nice to be able to just think about it analytically to start Mm -hmm. and just make sure that your copy aligns with what your original intent was. Yeah. I mean, it's a similar process that we have for our design sprints, right? Like we Mm -hmm. set out the problem statement and a critical path and that's basically what we're doing with the content. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully sets like a North star for you to like refer back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Have you tried out any new tools or anything since the last time we spoke? The only new things I'm doing are personally, <laughs> me and you have been going back and forth a little bit on the drawing that I'm I'm doing in Procreate mm-hmm. and painting. So that's, I guess it could be a tool, but probably not the kind of work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's more just for me to play around and have a creative outlet and also something more productive than like watching a show or watching a movie, which also are, are good things to do in a crisis. If that's what, what you need to do. But I wanted to sort of see if I could dive back into painting and drawing with less cleanup because I have lots of kids that would end up getting into my painting supplies if I had it out. So and then it's painting all of your nails. <laughs> painting all of my nails. <laughs> no, I just have painting. <laughs> like either whatever paint I decide, decide to use, oils or pastels, they'd just be all over the floor or wall or whatever, oh like couch, yeah. the rug. Right. And then it's a whole new project to do yeah. on, a, on a Saturday. Clean up <laughs> right. the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like necessarily have like I have a space dedicated for working. We don't have another space that I could just call my like art studio. So it's a nice way to like get back into painting without all of the things that I wish I had, uh, but don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that same thing too. I don't have most of my supplies with me currently. So 
the iPad has been a nice substitute. But I've been doing more reading and playing music than watching stuff. Just because my weeks are so intense with hangouts and screen time that mm. I have just naturally been gravitating away from zoning out. Yeah. It's so weird because there are some times when that's all I, I can do. And then, but for, for this time, I feel like just a little more on edge than usual, I guess. And obviously, it's hard for me to um, relax sometimes on the weekends. Like, I do just chill out and I hang out, but I'm always doing something. Like, it's hard for me to just lay and watch a thing. And maybe that'll change. But I think it's okay. I mean, I'm using this time as a, as a catch-up time. So reading yes. things, I've been wanting to read stuff that I haven't had the, the attention span for, for the past <laughs> yeah. few years. So yeah, it's been nice in that way. Maybe that's one of the reasons I've drifted towards like drawing as my creative outlet is because my reading has just turned into like basically this, the reading equivalent of uh, watching bad movies is just like reading candy. Essentially it's nothing that's going to push push my brain any further but just like really good stories that's what i've been doing too <laughs> i've gotten into a habit of of reading before bed which i've always wanted to get into that habit but i never really had i mean every day here is like very similar um <laughs> weird so yeah it's like i wake up and have another shot at it like that's kind of how i feel every day <laughs> so it's it's been easier to get into routines for sure because nothing else really is is changing so it's been weird. I did go to the store on Saturday. I went to the, to the liquor store <laughs> and got some treats. And that was the first time I've been in a store in a month. So it was kind of weird. I didn't even know what to do with my credit card. I just like panically, I just handed it to him. And he's like, you put the card in the chip. Re I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, right. You put it in the chip reader. <laughs> are those still work? Are those, are those safe? I don't. <laughs> and I had to like sign my name and I hated mm. it, you know? then I like ran out of there and then was just, I was just sprayed with Lysol. <laughs> like <laughs> Lysol bath. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. You know, spring breeze. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, that was interesting. How about you? Any new tools for work? Not really. I'm also not on client work at the moment. So I, my days are in Google drive. So that's not really that new. Have you installed the Google Meet Grid View plugin? I have not. It seems oh, like man. everyone has, though. I'm, I'm you should the only do that. One. It's it's not. It makes the stand ups really nice. It's very Brady Bunch. Um, <laughs> kind of love it. So that's like a little new plugin that I've been using. We've also been doing. Um, do you remember back in the day there was an app called Turntable.fm? Yep. So there's a new one of those out called jukebox but it's spelled are you ready j q b x nice and it, it it syncs up with your spotify account so it's basically playing spotify for you so it has access to everything in spotify so it's so freaking awesome so we've been using that not that's been a really nice way to stay connected to thought Botters without having to be on a hangout or like mm -hmm. talk really like we just kind of communicate through our our music, music and it's been a really nice way to stay i don't know to just kind of feel a presence from that there's people yeah. around i don't know it's it's i love it it's so it's so fun does it tell you who's chosen a song or does yeah. it 
do you choose songs or does just like take collective Spotify no, you make history a playlist? Uh, yeah, no, you make a queue. So it's, it works like turntable and you step up to be a DJ and you can like like people's songs and you just basically have a have a, a running queue and it always picks up the top thing on your list. Cool. So I usually switch it up if I hear a song that reminds me of another song. So I'm always kind of like actively curating it like here and there. It's it's actually been a really nice way for me to stay productive. I don't know why, but it just adds like a, a punctuation to my day where I'll hear a song and it will like especially if I'm like in a zone. Like with mm-hmm. writing, I'll hear a song that someone plays and then it'll like remind me of a song. So then like I'll go and like put that in and then just the act of doing that quick little work thing kind of gave me a little more pep in my step and then it nice. helped me finish another. I don't know. It's just a weird brain thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. It's so great. For some reason, our room, like I made a ThoughtBot room and I made it public and for some reason it was like on the front page of the app. So people were like coming in. I was like, who the hell are these people? And like, we're looking at the, the homepage of the app and we're like, we're a featured room, but we're like, why? Like there's like four people in it and it wasn't a big deal. Like, so basically there's like 40 people who use this thing. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you listen to music while you work? What's your stance on that? I do sometimes. <laughs> Because it, it depends on what I'm doing, and the music varies by similar to how we started the conversation. It varies by like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm writing code or any kind of like words, if I'm writing anything, yeah, I cannot listen to music anymore that has someone singing. Okay. So I'll listen to like piano jazz or like yeah. classical music, or sometimes I'll listen to white noise or brown noise. But when I'm designing, I like having different types of music on behind behind the scenes. It keeps me in the groove. Do you have to go into like private session mode on Spotify because you're like too <laughs> embarrassed for anyone to see? Yeah, I'm not. You're embarrassed. not embarrassed by any of your music. No. Are you doing it right, Kyle? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> My music tastes vary from like '90s rock alternative to like blues to they go all all over the place yeah were you a smashing pumpkins fan uh yeah i'll listen to smashing pumpkins yeah i think probably the the most ridiculed i would probably be is like the more modern like folksy alt rock that i listen to like lots of people make fun of uh mumford and sons i knew that was coming i saw that a mile Uh, away yeah <laughs> uh, that's an easy one to, I guess, poke fun of. And I agree with everything that people say about that music. Yeah. It's true. Eh, this is why I'm not embarrassed of it. Because I'm right. like, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, like when it came out, I remember it was fine. That was a long time ago when they, yeah. when they kind of popped up. I think one of the reasons or maybe the reason that everyone makes fun of them is because they're, I feel like their rise to popularity, like went from zero to a hundred and like so fast. Yeah, I hear that. And that's so annoying that people get annoyed by that. Oh God, (laughs) the whole like sellout thing. It's like, I just, that's the whole point. Yeah. All of their songs do sound the same. People get over it. Oh yeah, like rising to rising to stardom, and then people getting upset mm-hmm. at how fast it was. 
I just like don't care. Like there are other things to be upset about. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe this is what you were getting at with like what what do you put in private mode? But like mm-hmm. music is just like everything else. Our, our reading habits, our movie video watching habits is like you can watch things that are going to like enrich you or you can yeah. listen to things that are just like junk food. It's just yeah. like everything else is like some of it's good for you and some of it's bad for you and you can figure out which one you want. Yeah. For some reason, music is like such a different level of that. I feel like it, it defines people more because it's easier to like, I can know what kind of books you read, but it's harder for me to really get into your shoes in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't like read a book in three minutes and like get it. You can't? No, I wish <laughs> that's like a power. I wish I had speed reading. Yeah, like Johnny Five and Short Circuit could read a book in like three seconds. I was, I really wanted that ability. Yeah. But I guess it's this, it's kind of similar to, to design in a way, how people have opinions about it. And because you can just, it's like very surface level. You can just see it and like point at a thing. Like if music, it's very similar. You can just listen to it and be like, oh, that sounds stupid. Or like, that sounds amazing. Or like, it gives you like such a sensory overload sometimes. With reading, it's just like a slower pace. It's such a personal thing. I don't know. So I think that we should wrap this up. This has been episode 88 on Tentative. You can find us at tentative.fm slash 88. Give us a listen, although you're probably already doing that. So you probably want to check out the show notes there and subscribe to us on iTunes and tweet at us at tentativefm and just email us cool things at hosts yeah, at tentative.fm. Like guilty FM. pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. That was nice. Bye. I'm going to stop. All right. Want to take us home? Take us home. Uh, is this like the chorus that I should sing? This is the chorus of the Mumford and Sons song that you love so much. <laughs> Can I get some banjo background? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like. There we go. <laughs> this has been episode 87. Do you know who Mumford? Do you know who Mumford's sons are? I do, but I can't sing like that. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt. Okay, go for it. I, no, I don't have an attempt on Humphrey and Sons That's singing. That's okay. Just do the do your own band. I do my it's own. Your the, the Kyle and Sons. The Kyles, yeah. The Kyles. <laughs> uh. This podcast was brought to you by Thoughtbot. Thoughtbot is your expert design and development partner. Let's make your product and team a success.